Welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brewer Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And we're here to bring you guys the absolute truth every single day. Hope you guys have been enjoying the show. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. And again, thank you if you guys have any um, input that you guys want to see more of, any props. We're still working on a bunch of different things. i got stuff on order right now, a lot of cool stuff that we've got planned. So thank you again for that support of Health Masters. And you guys know I talked about it briefly yesterday. The N-acetylcysteine product of the week. It is on sale right now. It should be on the website here shortly for over 12% off. That is our major detoxifying formula that we have carried for years now that really supports glutathione synthesis. A lot of people don't understand this. Glutathione essentially helps. It's a derivative which helps support antioxidant detoxification mechanisms in the body. It's a free radical scavenger. N-acetylcysteine is incredibly good at maintaining overall health, lung lung health as well, and also respiratory function and antioxidant activity in the cells. This is one of the key ingredients that we use during COVID as far as stacked with vitamin C and D3. We got a lot of positive feedback from it. So again, you guys voted. It won by a landslide, actually, as product of the week. So it's on sale for over 12% off right now. And if you want to add on that, Deadwoods, they voted for it. Uh, This is a great product. And it was part of our Spike Protein Survival Kit. And we absolutely love it. And it acts like a proteolytic enzyme in the body, and it helps to stop the reproduction of spike proteins in the gut from the vaccine if you've been vaccinated. It's a very, very, very good product, and I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, you know, it's interesting today. I've been getting all kinds of feedback as far as the show. Sorry about the glitch there at the beginning. We didn't know we were alive. I'm glad we didn't do anything crazy. And <laughs> <laughs> this is why Doug Hagman tapes his shows. This is probably why we need to start doing taping, but it's okay. We can go live. Uh, We've been getting a bunch of letters in from all over the world. I know uh, Anna's from Russia, and she basically been watching the show, and she's been giving me tips as far as what we do on the set. Thank you for that. And then I had one other person. They saw they knew that my face got a little scratched last night, and they asked me. They said, "Well, why'd you scratch your face?" And I said, "Well, I wanted to try to look as bad as I could on yeah. the show today. <laughs> why not? Why not?" So sorry about that. So guys, just bear us a little bit of a, you know, how should I say, patience with us as far as getting this done. This is a really good letter that I wanted to read today, and it's from Michael, and it said, uh, they've been destroying the country for decades. The international destruction of the family unit is paramount to what is happening today. When only dad had to work while mom could stay at home with the children, the family cohesiveness and support of each other, for the most part, bred spiritual, responsible, respectful, and motivated men and women who grew into society to rely on and respect one another. The synagogue of Satan's banister or banksters, basically cartel, has destroyed the moral fabric of the society with feminism, the open love drug culture, baby factory welfare system, public school indoctrination centers, a lying and deceitful mainstream media, legalized gambling, etc. Now, I want to read that to you because, I mean, he's absolutely right about that. So these are the kind of responses that I get from our media. I'm, I'm sorry, from our listeners. And it shows to me how incredibly bright and beautiful you guys are. It really does. Now, also, here's another one. Uh, the guy has basically been fighting his way his whole life. Finally, they decided to just go ahead and bite down and do the you know, the, 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 what we always tell you to do as far as the chicken and the vegetables and all that. He goes, after, after 18 months with smaller meals, the only way we can eat now, John has lost over 60 pounds and has kept it all off. He's down six sizes in his pants and in an extra large shirt. He'd been in 3XL. Guys, when we tell you this stuff, it really makes a huge, huge difference as far as trying to get you to be healthy. And so I really like it when you call me up and you tell me that you've been doing it and you're doing really good as far as the weight loss and you're feeling really good. Now, I had another article. I'm not going to read the next one because it was pretty personal, but I want to address it. 
I have a friend who basically contacted me via email and she's had a good friend of hers for 50 years and for 50 years they've been buddies. But the problem is last month, apparently this good friend of hers sent her kind of a, a racist email uh, and it wasn't really directed towards her because they're both white, but she made a comment. And the problem with all of that stuff is this, everybody says something they don't want to, they should not say every once in a while. It's just what happens. I mean, everybody says something stupid. If you've got a friend for 50 years, just let it go and just say, look, I don't appreciate that, but you know, we've been friends for 50 years. I'm going to still be your friend, but don't talk like that to me anymore. Really important. Now there is one difference with that. If someone comes in and they attack you directly and they are really vicious about it, when they write you a really nasty letter, it's pretty much time. It doesn't matter how long you've known them. It's pretty much time to cut bait until they come back and they apologize for, it. because sometimes people play games with you for a long, long period of time. And they start telling you how they really feel. And when you find out how they really feel at that point in time, you need to understand that they're telling you what they want. As far as from the relationship standpoint, I had this happen to me just a, just a couple of years ago. I had a school teacher that I had known from basically elementary school. I stayed in touch with her for many years. And then I sent her some information on the COVID shot, all documented, all fully researched. And she sent me a scathing email back. And I had known the lady for years. I mean, since I was 10, 12 years old. And I just told her, I said, that's okay. I said, if you feel that way, I said, go ahead. I won't contact you again. I won't send you any more information. I'm just trying to help. And that was it. But then I began to realize that her personality was really that abrupt and that abrasive. And quite frankly, I'm not going to bother with it anymore. So be real careful when you blow off friendships like that, because it takes a long time to have a 50-year friend. And they can be lost very, very, very quickly. But that's how I see that. Awesome. What do you think, buddy? What's your first story? Uh, you know, that's an interesting topic you bring that up because I've seen and witnessed the same thing. And other times, too, you know, sometimes you got to look and assess what's going on in somebody's life. You know, sometimes people may be going through a really, really hard time. That's true. Dealing with a lot. And they may be lashing out indirectly at you, essentially, because they need help. And so, again, you got to assess the situation. Everything changes. Everything's with, with relationships. Everything's variable. Well, well hey, hey, well, let me add one thing to that. Yeah. This, this is important. You know, what I always try to do is I look at what happened as far as the, you know, 20, 30, 40 year rule. If, if everybody, and I've mentioned this before in the air, if somebody gets an A with you over and over and over again for decades upon decades, every single year, you got to cut them some slack. If it's a, if it's a rocky relationship or kind of a non-existent relationship or a Christmas card relationship, that's not much of a relationship. The teacher that I had, it was like Christmas card relationship, would send Christmas cards to each other every so often. And now basically she no longer contacts me and I no longer contact her. And I'm okay with that because I found out she's extreme liberal on top of everything else. And of course that, that would make more sense. And so I don't really need to be in association with that or spending time with that, but that's just, that's it. Okay. What's your first one? Yeah, it's, just, it's good information on that. It's something you got to bring up and talk about. And again, too, don't be, don't be shy to ask somebody what's going on. I've done that many times. Somebody, something's going on with somebody asking me, Hey, something troubling you, you got an issue going on. What do you need help with? It's so good. Just something to be aware of. Also, too, at Health News, this is interesting. Um, something the FDA now, two FDA officials have now gone on records and urging Americans to get vaccinated immediately due to the alleged COVID spike. It's interesting about this. They said the COVID shot, including the flu booster, needs to be taken immediately, warning that thousands of excess deaths over the winter going to happen mm -hmm. if you don't get your shot kind of remember when when biden what was it two years ago now so this is going to be a dark death winter <laughs> for those that didn't get the vaccine <laughs> while he stumbled around and tried to find his ice cream and then couldn't get off the stage and shakes hands with himself <laughs> 
just jump out throw that out there. Dr. Peter Marks, Dr. Robert Califf wrote an editorial published by the Journal of American Medical Association that the vaccination rates are dipping to a dangerous point because of a growing number of people opting out of the shots. No duh, they're opting out of shots because people realize this stuff doesn't work. The situation is how deteriorated, he said, to the point that population immunity against vaccine-preventable infections is at risk and thousands of deaths are likely to occur this season, and they could be preventable. <laughs> now, what's interesting about this, they're also addressing the fact that exemptions for childhood vaccine mandates, what I talked to you about, reached a all-time high for school year 2022-2023, according to federal authorities, while resistance to influenza and COVID has been rising. People have also been resistant against getting this insane shot that has not been tested long-term whatsoever. Back the last COVID booster, if you guys remember, the FDA was very keen on promoting the fact that Pfizer tested it on 10 mice. 10 mice. That's all they <laughs> tested it on. And yet it's safe and effective for everybody to get. And you need to get it right now. Or else okay, 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 God, I, 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 I got to add something there. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Here's the deal. If you already had five boosters and they already don't and work. And they're not working. <laughs> they don't work anyhow. <laughs> go ahead and uh, just, you know. Think about what you're doing. Go ahead, Austin. <laughs> you're right. But, I mean, that's kind of the question that I've told a lot of people on a regular basis is it's like if you are getting a shot and you have to get another 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 shot from all Obviously, the work. Obviously, don't work. Obviously, they're not working. Obviously, they're a giant psyop. And so, again, uh, take that for what it's worth and use some wisdom on how much you actually want to go in and get injected with this RNA gene therapy. Just my two cents on it. Also, to another news, this is interesting. Consumer Reports now did a full report on how many foods are contaminated with harmful plastic chemicals that are contributing to serious health problems. This goes along with what's going on with BPA. BPA, as you guys know, is still running around. You see a lot of these containers, they say BPA-free and all these different aspects. But what happens is a lot of the things that people consume on a regular basis that are the worst things to keep BPA in are manufactured and stored in BPA, including Beverages, canned beans, condiments, dairy, fast food, grains, infant food, meat, poultry, packaged food, vegetables, prepared food, and seafood. According to the January 4 report from Consumer Reports, researchers examined the presence of plasticizers, a chemical used to boost the durability of plastics. The group analyzed two to three samples from each food item looking for two types of common plasticizers, the bisphenols and also the phthalates, as well as some other substitutes. They found these chemicals remain widespread in the food products despite growing evidence of health risk. They discovered that 79% of tested samples had 80, 79% had BPA, while 84 out of the 88, 85 atoms had the phthalates in them. And what's crazy about this now is the plasticizers. This stuff is well documented over the last 20 years on what it does to the endocrine system, what it does to the developments, especially in young children, and also the other health problems, including type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and high blood pressure. And when you start looking, you start analyzing a lot of the food you buy, it's almost invariably almost always packaged in this stuff. Now, it's one thing if something's packaged and it's kept frozen, the amount of BPA leakage it's going to get into it is very minimal. Now, here's where it gets into it is when you start to heat up items or items get heated, such as a bottle of water in a plastic bottle that's really soft that's got BPA and you let it sit in your car for four or five days. It's going to be massively contaminated. The same way a lot of times you buy like frozen entrees at the store and they've got the wrap on them and all this stuff. And they tell you, put it in the microwave, put a little hole in the wrap 
and cooking in the microwave for four or five minutes. That is literally one of the worst things you can do for BPA as far as if you want to get exposed to it, that's what you can do. If you get one of those entrees like that, like an organic entree, I always recommend take it out of the package, take it out of the wrap, throw it in like a glass Pyrex pan, throw it in the oven if you want, or better yet, throw it on the stovetop and cook it up and whip it up that way. And it's much cleaner, much safer, much healthier if that's what you're going to eat. But be very cautious consuming a lot of this stuff now and these plastic bottles, plastic containers, everything, because BPA is a serious endocrine disruptor. And in my opinion, I think it could be one of the main reasons why we're watching such a massive explosion of this transgender movement, among many other things. Well, it's, it's a feminizer. It's estrogen. Yeah. It's an estrogen compound. Exactly and the is. body can't tell the difference on it. So, you know, what it does, Austin, is it just it feminizes guys. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, I know we, you know, the kids will come over every once in a while, you know, Austin's children, my grandkids, and, and they'll bring, you know, tortellini with them. You know, it's like an organic tortellini and it's frozen. I just throw it in a cast iron pan with a little bit of butter. I let it cook for you know, 10 or 15 minutes, and I serve it to them with a little bit of salt. It's good. It's delicious. And so don't cook stuff in microwaves. That's really, really important, Otis. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> microwaves are the most toxic ways to cook food. I, I, people laugh at me when they come over sometimes. They laugh at me, and then they shortly stop laughing at me when I address the reason why, is I don't have a microwave in my house. I built my house a couple of years ago. I finished it during COVID, and I do not have a microwave. I probably should put one out in the garage if I need to heat something in an emergency. But other than that, I don't want a microwave in my house. I don't like the way food tastes when it's cooked in a microwave. I don't like what it does to the food. And quite frankly, once you get used to cooking on a stovetop, and you know this as well, yeah. it doesn't take that much longer. And my gosh, it tastes so much better when you actually cook stuff on a stovetop like that. And you're not dealing with just cooking stuff in plastic in the microwave. Oh, yes. and by, by the way, Paul Craig Roberts came out with a really good article again. And he's talking about how the Soviet Union basically went under this big propaganda thing as far as what they were doing as far as from a health standpoint. And he goes that Tony Fauci and his puppet masters introduced their own form of this propaganda with the COVID campaign. It was clearly apparent to independent scientists that the virus was manufactured one made in a laboratory and that the vaccine was more dangerous than the virus, which is an absolute fact. The distinguished scientists who sounded the alarm were suppressed, deplatformed, fired, prosecuted, and stripped of their medical licenses. Big Pharma has this modern-day propaganda campaign going on along with all of the scientists that work for them, the large medical profession under the Big Pharma's control, discredited distinguished scientists by branding them spreaders of disinformation. The useless media did no investigation. That's because the same media is owned by the same people that own the same big pharma groups. The Cleveland Clinic has shown that the vaccine actually makes it easier to catch the virus and the excess deaths on the heels of mass vaccination demonstrate the killing and health injury power of the COVID mRNA vaccines. Professors Angus Lelishi and Paul Goddard have just published a book, The Death of Science. Big pharma has taken over regulatory agencies such as the FDA, the NIH, CDC, and controls with research grants the findings published in medical journals and the curriculums of medical schools. The fraud is far more extensive than the fraud imposed by the Russians. We are in danger of losing medical licensing altogether as young entering the profession are big pharma indoctrinated. When older generations such as Danglish and Godred pass, there will be none to take their place. Medical science will die with them. Congress and medical schools can do nothing about it, but both are dependent on big pharma's money and the media, which gets almost all of their advertising dollars now from big pharma pushing drugs in the United States. This is very, very important that we understand what's going on right now as far as the propaganda campaign that's actually taking place all over the world concerning this. 
Now, yesterday I also talked about another topic, and I talked about aliens. And I, th I think this is interesting because, you know, we have a lot of people that talk about the Old Testament, talk about angels and demons, et cetera, and we went into detail on yesterday's show. And an interesting article was published in Charisma magazine, and I'm not a big supporter of Charisma for various reasons, but I won't get into that today. But this is a good article. It says, in a world that seems to be growing stranger by the day, the topic of UFOs and extraterrestrial life has shifted from the realm of science fiction to the halls of government and mainstream news. Mysterious sightings of massive unidentified flying objects have sparked a wide range of speculations. But one perspective emerging from the, within the Pentagon offers a unique twist. The belief that these are so-called aliens may in fact be demonic entities. We talked about this in Angel Wars in depth as far as who these entities are. Uh, this morning I had another email come in the lady said that she's listened to the Angel Wars podcast 12 different times just to learn more and more of the information of what happened in the pre-Adamic race. And we, we go into detail who these entities are at that point. But one perspective emerging from the Pentagon office offers a unique twist. The benefit that these so-called aliens may be, in fact, demonic entities. The intriguing notion comes from a Christian perspective and is gaining attention, challenging the con 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 conventional narrative surrounding the UFOs and alien life. In the past, discussions about UFOs and aliens might have been brushed aside as eccentric and implausible. However, the contemporary surge in UFO sightings and official inquiries has cast a spotlight on the phenomena in our skies, leaving many to question their nature and origins. This is why I covered this in depth in Angel Wars. Guys, we're not alone in the universe. You know, God doesn't have to be handicapped by us saying there's no other beings, that we're the only ones he created. It's absolutely not true whatsoever, and we don't have the authority to tell God what he can and can't do. <laughs> we, we don't have that. We, we can't just have, oh, by the way, God, we're not going to do this. I mean, you know. It is really true, though, to me. It's funny to me sometimes when you see some of these, you know, preachers and some of this Christian stuff that they promote sometimes where they sit there and they put God in a box. Oh, yeah. Well, he can't do this, or he can't do this, or he couldn't do this. I don't think he really has any limits mm -hmm. on what he can and can't do. Well, the, th the thing I look at, you know, I, I learned a long time ago, guys. Uh, there is a God. Yeah, and, and it ain't uh, me. It ain't me. Yeah. Go, go ahead, off. No, you're 100% right about that. And that's the crazy part about it is how the things that we've been given as far as on this earth, the different items, different tools, different food, different nutrients on a regular basis, they constantly are helping us out in most cases if they're used properly with nutrients. One of those I talked to you guys about before was like raw milk. And I'm, getting, I'm not telling you to go drink raw milk, but it's interesting. There's an article. There's an Amish farm that had a full-blown search warrant by the feds sent on them. I mean, I'm talking guys with M4's body armor to raid them again over their raw milk sales. This is a Amish farm by the Pennsylvania State Police was raided with the Department of Agriculture along with state troopers on January 4th to serve Miller's Organic Farm in Lancaster a warrant after claiming they were selling raw milk without a licensed retail operation. This is crazy. Ridiculous. This is crazy. Attorney Robert Barnes, who's representing Mr. Miller, issued a statement. He said the Department of Agriculture, along with the state of Pennsylvania and law enforcement, suddenly came without notice, no heads up, not saying we need to confiscate this, we need to look at this, showed up with a full warrant with guys with M4s, raided the farm, detained every single item the farm family had in their freezer. They said they did so in a lawless manner without appropriate authority in violation of their own rules and regulations. The oversight role of the government on farming community has become a hot-button issue for growing segments of rural America. 
who view many of the state and federal regulations not only oppressive, but tilting the scale in favor of the large industrial farms. What's interesting about this now is that it's funny because you see incidents like this happen. They're not funny, I should say, but you watch and look at the VAERS report with the COVID shot that the FDA approved. Just look at that and the side effects that have occurred from that shot just in the last few years. And they go on to say here, they said, the CDC claims that raw milk-related outbreaks has led to 220 hospitalizations between 1998 and 2018. 228 hospitalizations over a 20-year period. You're joking me, right? There's over 228 adverse events almost every day reported in the VAR system. That's why there's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of side effects from that shot, yet it's still rolling out there. Yet if you guys look back at the research, the Rockefeller Foundation and all these heavy hitter banker boys, it, made, it mandated that milk had to be processed through a pasteurization process. This was way, way back. I don't even know the time, almost 100 years ago. 80, 90 years ago, because they wanted to come in and regulate the milking industry because the milk industry not only was extremely healthy, it was also unregulated to the point that people were making money and people <laughs> were able to eat freely what they decided to eat. And isn't it funny that the same agencies that are telling you, you need to go get an experimental RNA gene therapy shot that rewrites your code this completely emergency use authorization, community, that whole thing was a lie, what they did with that. That's the best way for your health. But if you decide you want to freely go purchase raw milk from an Amish farm in Pennsylvania, we're going to rage you. You know, We're going to steal all of your stuff. It's for your safety, guys. you got to remember, this is always for your safety. They're not, they're, they're not doing this to hurt anybody. You know, what's, you know what's funny about this is this Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I spoke up there years ago for a pastor named Schmucker. And it really, his name really, really was Schmucker. And uh, like the jelly, <laughs> like, like, like you know, I think that was his relative. <laughs> okay. And, and what was funny about it is he ended up basically uh, introducing me to a farm out there that we bought raw milk from in Lancaster. That's wild. Okay. And so there's a possibility that basically Austin, that the same farm that got raided, we bought milk from. In fact, when we first started having children, we couldn't find any raw milk down here as far as, you know, when, when, when we got when, when, the last three we had. And we were using the ghost milk almost exclusively as a formula. And what was interesting about that is we were having a next day aired out of Lancaster. That's ironic. I mean, I mean, it was, it was funny. I mean, it was apparently it's a big farm. These guys no, have got no, rated. These no, guys were no, heavy hitters. It, no, these were, this was, this was good. This, they had, they had a great brand. And then the go, and the ghost milk tasted absolutely great. It really, really did. Uh, one other article I want to cover here. And, and this is really important. Shocking rise in the number of brain cancers and mad cow disease since the rollout of the COVID vaccine may help explain why sudden unexplained deaths are on an all-time high. And according to the new Substack by Aussie 17 being a big farm executive, exposing the farm industrial complex from the inside, there's been a shocking rise in the state of all cancer dr drugs in 2023 and in all cancers. The enormous rise in the sale of drugs used to treat brain cancer. You know, this is crazy, but it was his warning in his post that while this drug has been in the market for over 20 years, sales of the drug have suddenly tripled in the span of over two years. He's never seen a 20-year-old generic drug spike like this in big pharma career. That's the warning. Now, what's interesting about this, there's another article, Turbo Cancers, Brain Glioblastoma, Large Tumors Not Responding to Treatments, Recurrence That More Aggressive. Now, another one, COVID-19 MR vaccine-induced turbo cancers are occurring at the highest level since the mRNA vaccines rolled out 
in December 2020. Let me stop, stop for one second. When, that's, when the shot was given to the people who basically took it, you know, some of them were forced, some of them did it voluntarily. There was a part of that shot that was an immune system depressant so that the body would continue to manufacture spike proteins uninhibited because the body would have stopped that immediately. That's the problem that we have now. People who've had cancer or who have been basically diagnosed with, you know, or have a problem with, with, with family, family members having cancer or their diets are so bad, they're coming down with huge amounts of cancer rates. Now, let me just talk about these glioblastomas for a minute. Years ago, I had a friend of mine, I'm not going to mention any names here, and he had a son who lived on diet sodas and hot dogs, right? When you combine these two together, you take the sodium nitrite and you combine it with aspartame. That creates a compound called the dichidiopeperazine. That degrades the form of what's called the nitrosurea. And nitrosurea is one of the most effective agents known to man for producing malignant brain tumors in laboratory animals, glioblastomas. And it's an unbelievably bad problem. I mean, this is almost always, always fatal. It's just small, small percentage of people make it through this. Uh, you know, this is how, how McCain died. I mean, all these different people out there are John McCain. And a lot of people say, well, it's directly related to cell phones. Okay, it could be somebody who's holding a cell phone to their head all the time. It could be that, too, because that doesn't help either, because you're microwaving your brain with a cell phone is what you're doing. That's why you should always hold that cell phone at least this far apart, you know, at least a foot away from you on speakerphone. And if you can't do it because you're in a public setting, take it outside, take it to the bathroom, do whatever you need to do. You will talk on the speakerphone, but don't allow yourself to be holding the phone up to your head all of the time. But these glioblastomas are no joke. They're bad. They're really, really bad. And invariably, they metastasize, and invariably, they spread cancer throughout the body. The guy who basically helped raise me, Howard, that's how he died. He ended up, he always was drinking diet sodas or drinking iced tea with aspartame in it and drinking and eating, eating these two, having ham sandwiches, which also contain sodium nitrite. He lived on that because he was eating pork and basically with sodium nitrite. And I talked to him for years about it. He simply would not listen. Another friend of mine who basically was drinking almost a quart of diet sodas a day because he was working in a hot garage, actually about a gallon, he ended up with optic nerve degradation. Remember what happens. Optic nerve degradation occurs from aspartame. It can make you go blind. In fact, he went blind in one of his eyes. And in addition to that, he started having severe memory problems. I have another friend of mine who wouldn't stop drinking a gallon of sodas a day, and now he basically has Alzheimer's and senile dementia. He does, he's not even anywhere near the person that he used to be because he drank these sodas for years and years and years and years. Guys, listen to me. 10% of the molecular structure of aspartame is methanol, paint thinner. It's a neurological poison that cannot be made not poisonous. It's that bad. 10% of the, about 45% of the compound is aspartic acid, which actually will eat holes in the brains if taken as a free amino acid. And then the other one is 45% is phenylalanine, which can cause permanent nerve and brain damage in anybody. So when you drink diet sodas, you're taking a concoction of just toxins into your body. And when these sodas are heated up to like 85 degrees in a delivery truck for any period of time, the aspartame actually breaks down into its constituent components. And the crazy part about this is I wrote a whole article on this in, on the website Health Masters. It's called Aspartame, a Chronicle of Crime. And what happened is these guys say, oh, we discovered this because we were mixing these chemicals together in laboratory and we licked our fingers and suddenly it was sweet. Let me say something to you. I spent a lot of hours, hundreds of hours in laboratories, 400 hours in the biochemical genetics lab alone at Florida State. Nobody licks their fingers. Nobody no, their no. Fingers. You, if, you're, if you're running chemicals in a laboratory, you would be a blithering idiot to lick your fingers. So I don't believe any of this stuff. 
I think this was orchestrated and developed, and they knew how toxic it was going to be, and they didn't want anybody to know how toxic it would be because of the Delaney Amendment said you couldn't put a compound that has been shown to cause cancer into the food supply, and they got it into the food supply. And if you read the article that I wrote, you'll see how they did it. Austin, what do you think? What's your next story? <laughs> you know, we've talked about that story so many times as far as from a scientific standpoint. Nobody's in a lab with chemicals oh, brewing no. stuff up. All of a sudden they go, oh, let's let's try this. Let's try this. Oh, that one's sweet. Let's try some of that one more. No, no. I wonder how poisonous this <laughs> yeah. is. Oh, this is paint thinner. Let me taste some Let me of try this one. I mean, it tastes good. We should no, use it. It's, 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 uh, that's, I don't believe that. Well, and, then, and then you want to add on top of it. Then what you could do is when you're getting that aspartame with the soda, you also make sure it's in a plastic bottle. Heat it up. So oh, I get no, the BPA make, with yeah, it as well. Make sure you put it in a container outside and let it run for 150 degrees. BPA, aspartame, you've you go. got there yourself you got a really, really yeah, good compound for screwing the, the entire endocrine God, system. <laughs> also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. I was reading about it. Speaking of the woke culture that's continuing to be perpetuated across the entire world, UK is showing an example of that. Nurses and midwives now face the prospect of being banned from practicing medicine in the United Kingdom if they misgender a patient, new guidance from a regulators now suggests this is crazy, guys. I'm, they're talking about being banned. Like you, your license is gone if you misgender a guy that comes in and goes, well, I'm a girl. I'm on my period. And you go, well, dude, you're a male. You're not on your period. So let's address that first and then we'll move on. No, no, no. You can't do that. They said guidelines from the new nursing and midwife council regulator which has the power to suspend and remove nurses and midwives from its registry, effectively prohibiting them from working, has warned that misgendering a patient will lead to sanctions. While it did not specifically lay out the penalty for failing to use a patient's so-called preferred pronouns, they said deliberate misgendering a trans person is contrary to the requirements of the code to treat people with kindness and respect and will have penalties. Although gender-critical beliefs are protected under the Equality Act, this does not mean that those with gender critical beliefs can misgender trans people with impunity. So what they're saying is here is that people that decide they want to be trans have more rights than people that don't want to be trans. That's what they're saying here now. So essentially a trans person could go in and make any statement they want about somebody that's a normal heterosexual individual that's not confused, that doesn't have a you know mental disorder, and they can do anything they want. There's no side effects. But if you happen to say something like, Oh, are you a trans man? So you're a female that pretends you're a dude. <laughs> uh, maybe we should see the stomach pains you're having. Maybe we should see if you're pregnant. Oh, I'm not pregnant. I'm a man. I'm like, okay, ma'am. Well, ma'am, man, we should see if you're pregnant since you actually are a female. This concept, again, when we go back and we, we talked about this yesterday, where they're taking every segment of truth, of, of, of science, of understanding of reality, and they're turning around and they're manipulating it every chance they get to confuse the population and forcing them to go along with this delusional psychosis in this <laughs> fantasy world. They're doing it right in front of us. So now it doesn't even matter if you know this is a grown man and he's acting like a woman. If you don't get all their pronouns correctly, they're he, she, she, them, their, zero, zin, zing, whatever they like to come up with that, like 80, 90 pronouns. I can't even keep up with them. It's moronic. Uh, essentially, you're getting banned and you're getting canceled and you will like it because that's what the new free state apparently wants you to do. <laughs> also, too, speaking of aspects of um, insanity, thousands of James Madison High School students in New York were kicked out of their New York school facility yesterday to make room for 2,000 migrants that have been evacuated due to storm threat. 
this is nuts now. New York City students were kicked out of Brooklyn High School in order to relocate 2,000 migrants that are being housed at Floyd Bennett Field ahead of a damaging storm. <laughs> they said law enforcement and other agency resources poured into the situation tonight and essentially removed the children from the school during school hours and basically told them they can't come back until they figure what's going on with the storm. This is crazy to me here. They said the migrants started their evacuation just before 5 p.m., and New York City school officials announced students, usually at the Brooklyn High School School, would participate in remote learning on Wednesday. One individual that talked to the New York Post said, this is blanked up. <laughs> I'm not going to use the word on here. He said, as a local resident, he goes, this is a litmus test. They're using a storm this time, a situation where they're testing us out. I guarantee you they will be here for the entire summer. One woman screaming at the bus arriving at school around six. She goes, how do you feel? Does this feel good? Feel that you kicked all these kids out of school now, basically because you now want to live in a school. Now, I, this is starting to escalate rapidly. And this, again, is that Cloward and Piven strategy. It's that, you know, going in and problem action solution is going in and stating this is an issue that we're experiencing organically with a complete lie now we have to respond to it and we have to do something abruptly about it same concept they used during covid who is funding this massive migrant invasion of the southern border i talked about it before who's feeding these 20 30 40 thousand individual troves that are showing up every single month now who's bringing them shoes and boots every single you know four five six seven days You've got a pair of tennis shoes and you're walking, you know, basically 10, 15, 20 miles a day. You're going to burn through tennis shoes and boots relatively quickly. Who's providing all the equipment for this? Who's providing all these people purified water? Yet nobody's asking these questions in the alt media. Nobody's asking these questions in the journalist area. And they're simply saying, well, it's a migrant problem. We're going to bust them all over the country. And now I saw an article here earlier that all Chinese asylum seekers that are coming to the United States, they've dropped their, their questionnaire that they're asking them from 30 questions down to five questions now, all they have to answer in order to expedite the process. Dude, you got to answer more than five questions on a background check to get a firearm as a U.S. citizen. And now they're saying Chinese citizens that want to have asylum in the United States, they have to answer five questions and are pretty much automatically granted the ability to come into the country and they get like, four, five, six years until they have their court case that they're having now. You can't make this stuff up. Man. It's yeah, You know what's funny? <laughs> yeah, I, and I understand that you, they used to be 40 questions. I got that. And I understand how important it is to check people out before they come into the country. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. A lot of people lie on background checks anyhow. Oh, yeah. So I guess I saved 35 lies. <laughs> so there you just, go. I mean, you know. I, I mean, it's just, it's just, that's a terrible betting process to start with, but it, it is what it is, I guess. It's just strange. Oh, by, by the way, this is interesting. I'm going I'm to read this one. Exclusive. Donald Trump recounts how Ted Kennedy, you know, since we mentioned Ted Kennedy already today, once told him how Joe Biden was the dumbest senator. Wow. Former President Donald Trump told Breitbart News exclusively that years ago, when he was a U.S. senator, that now... President Joe Biden was regarded by then Senate Ted Kennedy and his colleagues as the dumbest person in the United States Senate. Trump was explaining how Biden was a very vicious guy surrounded by vicious people and also noted that Biden's not smart at all. You know, this is funny to me because, you know, Biden had brain surgery back in the 80s. You guys can look it up. I mean, it was like they had to, I mean, had to have serious brain surgery done. 
And you know, the sad part about it is how much brain damage did he occur when it when this happened. But the, but ironically, you know, we've got all of these people now continuing to talk about each other from a how smart they are or how dumb they are standpoint. The other day, I was talking to one of my friends, and I told him, I said, they were asking me, you know, who I voted for, and I said, I'm a political agnostic. They said, Oh, what does that mean? I said, I don't like any of them. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm going on the on, on on point to say that right now. I don't like any of them. You know, the sad part about it is these people are put in front of us to run for political offices that are basically financed by big pharma or by the banking cartels. We don't get a real candidate in there like Ron Paul who has any financing or any ability to make a difference simply because they deem it so. They don't want him out there telling the truth. And so it's sad. So when you see this kind of stuff and understand who these guys are controlled by, you start to realize really, really quickly that it's just a big circus clown act anyhow. Uh, here's another interesting Doug Casey on debanking and financial censorship of the social credit system. And it says that it says 2020, we see measures aimed at censoring and deplatforming voices that challenge the mainstream agenda. Many, many doctors and physicians have had their basically merchant accounts destroyed. It seems that almost everything has been hyper politicized, but worse than that, there's much more fundamental problem. The basic philosophical and psychological underpinnings of society have been so poisoned that everybody thinks in terms of politics, which is to say they think the government should be used for society. Now, I'm going to stop for one second here, and I'm going to look at this. It says, you can't easily cure the disease of hyperpoliticization. The people who control academia, major corporations, the media, and the entertainment industry, among other things, actually hate the values of Western civilization. Worse, these people control the apparatus of the state and use laws and regulations to enforce their views. This is where the regulatory bodies come in that we've talked about so many times on this show. Unelected officials come in and make, make decisions for you and me as to what we're going to do as far as what our laws are going to be, and they do it through regulations. And then if you don't follow their regulations or you have no input whatsoever, you get arrested. It's, it's the craziest thing. He's absolutely right about this, and this is what's happening all over the world now. If you don't do what they tell you to do, they basically deplatform you. They take your they lower your social credit score, they drop your beacon score, they close your bank accounts, and they say, oh, by the way, you've been a bad boy, you've been a bad girl, so we're going to have to do something basically to say, you know, from now on, you can't talk to anybody, we're going to shut you down. And so always ask yourself a question. When somebody has hundreds of millions of YouTube views, and they came from absolutely nowhere, why are the algorithms favoring them like this? I'm asking the question now. I'm not saying there's not some good talent out there, there's some good people on news that have done a good job as far as building a database and building, you know, listeners. I got that. But why is it when someone comes from nowhere that you've never heard from for any time, anywhere, and suddenly they become super famous overnight and they get the top guests, the top studio and everything else? This is a strange thing, a strange phenomenon that happens. And so you have to ask yourself, who's backing this? And I'm going to say this very clearly. A lot of these guys are backed by the CIA. A lot of them were put in these positions and given these open algorithms, and they have nobody choking down the amount of people get to watch, and they push a narrative like we talked about on yesterday's show where 80% is true and 20% is a lie, then everybody believes all of it, including the lies. This is how politics works, and this is how propaganda works. It really, really does. By the way, a trans professor now, which is we were talking about trans a minute ago, with a tattoo on him that says, be gay, do crimes. You know, you think about this for a second. 
He's been appointed to the WHO task force. Oh, my God. Of course he has. Who? A Canadian transgender professor who sports a big BK, do crimes, tattoo, recently was appointed to the World Health Organization group task force with developing healthcare guidelines for trans and gender diverse people. Yeah, you're going to have to figure out some guidelines, all right, because you've got a gaping hole since you've had your genitalia cut off that wants to heal, and you're dealing with that the rest of your life. You know, I don't know what to say about this because these people in many cases are mentally ill. And sadly, we're being forced, like Austin said earlier, to approve this regardless of how we feel about it. And, and, it's, and it's really, really sad this is happening because, you, you know, Austin, you know, sometimes I get to a point where I get just frustrated with dealing with this. Oh, absolutely. I, I get to a point where I'm going, you know, why do people think this is okay? Why do people feel they can say whatever they want to say to us who are normal? Okay. You know, we're normal heterosexual men. And we are, they have an open season on us. It's like, we have to get gator tags here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can't just go kill alligators. We got to get gator tags. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we can't just shoot them wherever they are. I, this morning I watched a video and I've posted it to health masters website of an alligator being put into a garbage can. Did you see it? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it before. Okay. Guy actually did it pretty well. He did a good job on it. And so why couldn't he just walk over there and shoot the gator? Well, you can't do that. You have to have a gator tag. Now he, now, he probably could have because it was basically a threat. threat but, but the crazy part about this is is that we as alpha men have the unique distinction of having everybody come after us all of the time. And we have no recourse because if we say anything back to any of them, uh, now you're a neo-Nazi. I'm a neo-Nazi racist skinhead grandma killer. <laughs> That's exactly what they heard of. You know, and now Germany's thinking about banning secondary political parties because yeah. they, don't, they don't like what they're saying. And, you know, and this is exactly what Germany did before back in the thirties and the forties, pretty much every political party was banned except for the Nazi, Nazi party. party. <laughs> and so when, when you, when you, see, when you see this stuff, you start saying, well, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe we don't just need to have the Nazis running around. Maybe we just don't need to have, you know, fascists running around or communists running around. Maybe we need to have voices like we talk, we call it our first amendment freedom of speech. And maybe the whole world needs to have that, Austin. What do you think? Well, this is why the mainstream media constantly tries to decredit the libertarian movement. They really do. That's why they want to keep everything, that left-right paradigm, that Republican, Democrat. They want to keep everybody in a box. I've told you that before. It's always got to be two options. That's it. You can never think outside the box when it comes to the media and when it comes to the banker boys because they don't want people actually waking up and stepping out of the matrix. They want everybody to follow the line. They give you that choice because human beings innately want to have a choice, but they want to push you in the one direction. So it doesn't matter which choice you go. You still follow their narrative. That's why when you start bringing topics up that are very valid, that are very questionable in the narrative, suddenly you get banned like that. Suddenly they pull you off YouTube. Suddenly they completely just say everything you do is misinformation. It's fake news. We've now used our third-party misinformation team. We've <laughs> deemed you fake news. And you're sitting there going, you are the very you are the very example of fake news. For example, now, uh, the prior NIH director, Francis Collins, who basically was instrumental working with Fauci with COVID, telling everybody that essentially it wasn't his department on deeming whether or not it was going to have serious societal impacts on the economy for shutting down businesses and the whole host of other things they've done. He's now come out and said, well, a lot of the way the pandemic was handled was a mistake. I'm not joking you. He said it's really unfortunate mistake in what happened. He goes on to say here, we weren't really considering the consequences, but now we're aiming to bridge the political divide in America by encouraging Americans 
to have conversations. If you're a public health person, you have to have the very narrow view of what was the right decision. And that's something that will save a life. It was so crazy about this now. He goes, you have to attach infinite value to stopping the disease and saving life and attach a zero value to whether this actually totally disrupts people's lives. And what's crazy about this is they were the ones that told us we are science. We are going to tell you what you have to do. We know it's best for you. They knew what was going to happen when you shut down the entire economic world engine of the, the country, the entire world, and you said, we're not doing any transportation, we're not doing any shipping, we're not doing any manufacturing. Anybody that's not essential is going to be shut down. You have to shut down your business because you sell you know, game boards, you know, gaming <laughs> boards. You're going to be shut down because you're a mom and tops hardware store. But, 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 Costco, Sam's, Walmart, liquor stores, all those, those are all essential. Those are essential because, you know, BlackRock State Street Vanguard owns majority of shareholders in most of those big corporations. So, again, this is what happens when you start seeing tyranny arise. They tell you it's for your protection. It's always for a reason. Tyranny never pops up and goes, I'm tyrannical. I'm here to ruin your life, and you have to listen to me. That's not how tyranny works. It comes in stating, we know what we're doing. We're doing the best for you. You need to follow exactly what we do because we know more than you. We're smarter than you, and you're a dum-dum, and you're a peasant, and we're going to tell you what to do, and you're going to follow orders. Anytime somebody in authority comes at you with that type of ideology, it may not be in that exact verbiage, but that type of ideology, question everything they're telling you. Because I've told you guys this before. When you have somebody in a position of authority, and you cannot question what they say. You cannot question what they're doing. And I don't even mean being in a derogatory standpoint. I mean just simply saying, well, why, why would you recommend that? What is the purpose of standing six feet apart every place we <laughs> go? What is the point of it? It's science. Shut up, you grandma killer. Six feet apart and put your mask on. That response doesn't go far with me. The majority of people that <laughs> didn't go far with either push back. For example, civil disobedience being a very important factor in a constitutional republic. Illinois now is having a serious issue. You guys know January 1st, Illinois put in a massive gun bill, again, even further than they already were. And a candidate for Illinois state legislator now has started a growing movement for Second Amendment advocates for refusing to comply with the state's latest gun control laws, which make it a criminal act to possess almost any type of firearm in general now without first entering into a full state registry. Darren Bailey, a candidate for governor who's running the Republican primary election in Illinois' 12th congressional district, has challenged now the governor, J.B. Plitzker, to come to his home and for attempt to force gun control measures he signed into law. The basically individual is running for governor, said, I won't comply. The Second Amendment isn't about putting on camo for a camera. It's about protecting yourself and your family. If the governor wants my rifles, he can come and take it himself. I won't comply with this unconstitutional law. Under the new laws now that went into place January 1st, essentially almost any type of magazine-fed firearm, rifle, 50 caliber guns, which are now fully banned there, any type of magazines that hold more than 10 rounds, anything that was previously purchased, even legal firearms, under new law are required to be fully registered after January 1st. Under new state law, gun owners that have recently owned prohibited weapons are grandfathered as long as they get permission by the state, you know, the all-powerful state there to protect you because you've had a rifle in your closet for 15 years, but now the government deems you have to register because, well, it's science. It's for your health and safety. 
The rate of compliance from firearm owners has been close to non-existent. Since the law was enacted, only 29,000 people in the entire Illinois' 2.4 million firearm identification registry have registered any firearms, according to the Illinois State Police. They said the lack of cooperation in the new government mandate is not sitting well with many lawmakers. Text of the law states that being out of compliance will lead to a Class C misdemeanor for the first offense and Class 3 felonies for the second and subsequent offenses. However, civil disobedience on part of gun owners has become so widespread it has rendered the state's political leaders impotent. The people of the state are tired of being pushed around, Mr. Pearson said, and you can see that by the numbers, with over just over a little 1% having actually registered their firearms. The governor has now dug themselves into a hole, and they have to figure out how they're going to handle this. It's the exact same example that happened in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when that insane governor came in and said, listen, we're having drive-by shootings by MS-13 gang members. You know, these, these gang members have machine guns, and machine pistols, and they're shooting people indiscriminately. So we have felt the best thing to do is all law-abiding citizens, you can't have a firearm on you at all now. You can't legally carry concealed or unconcealed whatsoever in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You have to leave your firearm at home or you're going to be charged with a felony. That's the best thing we can do. What happened, a lot of the gun owners in that area, over 300 of them descended on the state capitol the next few days, fully armed, fully brandished, fully loaded, mags loaded, ready to rock and roll, and law enforcement did nothing, and they encouraged everybody to continue to keep doing what they're doing. Why? That is a requirement of a public. Just because somebody's in a position of authority and they come at you and say, we have now deemed that this is illegal because we said so, and it violates every other law in the books, violates every constitutional law, violates every bill of rights, that doesn't mean that it's right and it doesn't mean it has to be followed. I'm not advocating violence. I'm not advocating breaking the law. But you have to ask yourself a question. When laws are put into place that break laws, does that make them justifiable laws that everybody has to comply with because a tyrant is pushing something that's illegal? Million-dollar question you got to answer yourself. But apparently in Illinois – while the population is not okay with following this unjust law or mandate that they put into place. Well, that's because Illinois and Chicago in particular is probably the most crime-ridden, you know, dead thieves most, yeah. and gang thieves. And, I mean, it's a nightmare in, in Chicago. I mean, Mancow used to tell me he'd see know. dead bodies on the side of the road driving to work. Very good. How many people, 50 people got shot this weekend? Well, they're not being shot by law-abiding citizens. They're being right. shot by gangs. By gangs. And, when you, and when you disarm a law-abiding citizen, Bree, like we have in Illinois, yeah. that basically have never done anything wrong. You say, by the way, now you're going to be given the victim status, and if anybody was to break into your house, you can no longer defend yourself. At that point in time, it becomes tyranny. Then yeah. we have the boot on our neck saying, well, you have to allow people to violate you and shoot you and do horrible things to you, and we deem it so, and if you try to defend yourself or protect your family, we're putting you in jail and giving you a second-degree felony. I don't know why anybody lives in Illinois. I have no idea. At least that light puts out of the dog mayor office now in Chicago. That was a weirdo. Oh, yeah. But the reality is that, you know, it hasn't gotten any better. The new guys just were as bad as Oh, I know. Was. They're pushing the same thing. One more article I want to cover real quick, and then, then we're going to give it back to Austin real quick. The mammograms that don't spot breast cancer, why some women like this lady basically have a condition that makes tumors harder to detect and puts them at greater risk of getting cancer. I'm not, I'm not going to go against mammograms here today. I'm not going to say anything about this. I'm, I'm going to say about that, but I'm, well, I'm going to. I have to. The false positives and the false negatives with mammograms are ridiculous. I mean, sometimes it can be, you know, 90% false positive, 90% you know, false negatives, and they end up getting treatment protocols based on 
these mammograms, they don't get second opinions. Always get multiple opinions if you're given a cancer diagnosis, even with a mammogram or any other diagnosis such as that. Never believe the first doctor. Never believe the first technician who ran the mammogram. And if you're going to go ahead and do something as far as a lump on your breast, do a lumpectomy and have it biopsied. I'm not saying leave it there. Do a lumpectomy. Don't cut into the sheath of whatever the tumor is because it could spread. Really, really important information right now. As far as mammograms, people say, well, they have so many false positives and false negatives and all the rest of it. Are they even worth doing? That's your call, whatever you want to do. I know Sharon never did those. She never had any interest in doing mammograms. She never did any of that. But what I will say is this, aluminum chlorhydrate deodorant will massively increase, this is antiperspirant deodorant, your risk of breast cancer, period. You know, use the health masters, you know, natural, you know, magnesium chloride deodorant. It works great. By the way, it's the best deodorant I've ever used. And it's fantastic because it actually absorbs into the body like the same thing that all deodorants do and end up basically giving your body extra magnesium. Your skin's a porous membrane. If you take a clove of garlic and you cut it in half, fresh garlic, and you rub it on the bottom of your foot, you'll taste it in your mouth within 30 to 40 minutes. Anything you put on your skin is going to get absorbed. So be very, very careful with topical things, especially things like aluminum chlorhydrate, antiperspirant deodorants. Never, ever use those. Really important. By the way, thank you for supporting Health Masters. I had the opportunity to pray for you guys again this morning. And always remember, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. He's God. And we need to always walk circumspectly with God and the Holy Spirit and with Jesus and make sure that we understand that we need to keep on the full armor of God every single day and always stand firm for what we believe as far as what God wants us to do in our lives and always stand with God. Because I promise you, God plus one is always a majority, regardless of what the masses think. Also, finish it up and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, you're talking about aluminum deodorant, which is absolutely just something it's horrendous to use on the body. Start doing your research what it does. If you do use it, I always recommend you stop. The two, one of the two most effective things you can do from a personal hygiene standpoint as far as detoxifying your body, if you haven't already done so, is cutting out the fluoride toothpaste and cutting out aluminum deodorant. Those two things have a serious health impact on your body, especially with the endocrine system, with the aluminum going into it, increase of Alzheimer's disease, all kinds of other problems. The fluoride toothpaste is also horrific on the body. Calcifies the pineal gland, causes all types of other health problems. Never understood the concept of, well, I've gone into fluoride before. I don't have enough time to go another day. You guys already know that. But the concept of dental fluorosis, no, no, per, no person in the dental community has ever been able to explain that to me. How fluoride is supposed to be healthy for your teeth and stops cavities. But if you get slightly too much, it causes dental fluorosis, which causes your teeth to literally fall apart and crumble. Seems to me there's uh, not quite being told the truth on that com that topic. So again, do your own research on those. We got articles on the website you can look at in detail on aluminum deodorant and toothpaste, and we carry both of those there. If you guys want to support the show or you want to try them out, we got a great Himalayan toothpaste. It's really good. We also have the magnesium deodorant, which is fantastic. And we also carry another brand that's basically unscented, just a basic one. The magnesium deodorant's a lot better. It actually works really well. We get those two things right there. Very, very important, and also, too, making sure you get adequate water. Staying hydrated, I've told you guys on a regular basis, it is so important in making sure you get adequate water in your body and keeping your cells fed, and that also means making sure you're not getting a bunch of fluoride and chlorine in your body and keeping your body detoxified, especially this year. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of strange things occurring, so it's really important to keep your body and your mind cleaned out and detoxed. That's why another reason, too, the N-acetylcysteine works so good. 
This product's so effective at detoxifying the body just on its own. And so again, if you guys want to try it out, it's on product of the week this week. You voted. It won over 12% off at healthmasters.com. So be sure if you need anything, you can give us a call or check out the website, healthmasters, or give us a call at 1-800-726-1834. We're always here to help you guys out the best we possibly can. And we appreciate the support. And thank you for the feedback. I've already got a lot of emails on the show, what we've been working on. A lot of stuff we've got lined up over the next couple of weeks. A lot of really cool topics, cool stuff we're bringing in. We're going to continue to evolve this show and make it better and better. Because you guys asked for it, we're giving it to you. We want to bring this to you every single day. Spread the truth and spread awareness about what's really going on so you can help others do the same. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, my friends. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow, as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>